What's up guys, Jeremy here. You may have noticed a preview in your feed for this podcast for Zerial, our new radio play. If you didn't figure it out already, there's a link you can click through underneath it in the description of the podcast. It's in the description of this podcast. It's our pinned tweet right now. Go to our Facebook group. It's in there. But go check out Zerial. We worked really hard on it. It's really good, I think. It came out really great. There's some really funny people in it. Jake Young's in it. Ollie Thorne's in it. Shannon Strucci's in it. Old friends Max Ogle and Ben Wasserman are in it. Bryn did some amazing music for it. But go go check it out. And uh, when you go to this link, you're going to see that it's an Act Blue page. That's because we are raising money instead of just releasing it on our own page and just you know having it be part of the podcast we're using it as an opportunity to raise money to support the current uprising happening all over this country uh we chose an organization called reclaim the block they're based in minneapolis and they're an advocacy group for police abolition for the years before all this started happening they were doing the on the ground work doing all the organizing to get to the place where the minneapolis city council could come out and say that they support the full destruction of the Minneapolis Police Department, and now these are the guys who are going to be doing the work to actually make it happen in the end. So far, as of this recording, we've raised $2,700, which is fucking amazing. It's so cool. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud to be part of this podcast and to be able to use it this way is is really cool. But I know that there's a lot of you out there who haven't heard this yet, who haven't gone to this yet, who it's it's a suggested donation. You don't have to give that much. You can just give a dollar if you if you can only give a dollar. Our suggested donation is ten dollars. You know, it'd be great if you can give ten. I understand not everybody can. We're all doing our best right now. If you're not working, if the government is failing you like it's failing a lot of people right now, don't give ten dollars. Give a dollar. Give fifty cents. Give something. Yeah, give what you can. Let's start the show. Find the strength. It's a sword of power. Sword of power. Dragon and earth. Soaring through the sky. Super! Everyone was appreciating how all races are treated equally. Don't look around. Will everything keep being great? We'll find out this week on Ballin' Out Super! (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Racially, I'm saying... (laughs) <laughs> Just to be clear. This feels like it's like a fucked up cosmic joke that's been played on us. <laughs> that we have to talk this about episode? that we have to talk about this episode this week. It's unreal. Yeah. Like to the point Well, okay, intro the show because I have a yeah, lot okay, okay, of okay, okay, things okay. to talk the about. The anarchy at the beginning of these shows is unsustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we changed formats. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out Super! Insurrection Edition. Woo! I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. Hi, everybody. I was gonna try and come and think up with a joke, but my brain is filled with nothing but anger. 
And Alex Patak. Whose podcast? Our podcast. Thanks for listening. Yep, and that's that's it. That's the no guess. Suck my dick. <laughs> all right, and then end the show. We got any plugs? <laughs> that's, Anything we want to plug this week? And that's it for all the stuff we got to do. That's uh, that's the end of our to do list here. Did we do an email? I think we have time for an email. I think we get we can open one. We can do one. I like the NYPD suck my dick chant because it can't be co opted by a corporation. Yeah, right. or uh-huh. other cities, Chicago. <laughs> What is there? You don't have enough. Yeah, CPD sounds like a freaking condition. It is. Come on. It's um, (laughs) it's uh, compulsive. Compulsive personality disorder. Penis disorder. Compulsive personality. Compulsive Compulsive penis personality disorder. Compulsive penis. It's cock and penis disorder. (laughs) Cock and. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's when you got both. You have CPD. That's what the that's the medical term for when you have two penises. They call it cock and penis disorder. Well, we got to differentiate between the two. <laughs> Which one do you like more? That's the cock. Back in the old days, in the old days, it used to be north penis and south penis. <laughs> but they realized that until people, they went to war. Well, in like this modern age, when we've stopped kind of thinking of the world so hemispherically, they realize yes. that you can't really you can't really do it that way anymore. <laughs> Enough hemispheric thinking. My God, what year is it? <laughs> it's an outdated terminology. <laughs> so now it's cock and penis disorder. <laughs> well, guys, we're off to um, a good start here, can folks. I bring something up. Yeah, I, I know this is a hack premise, but like, I was scrolling through my Twitter today because I was trying to find a picture I had posted on an old tweet to send to somebody, mm-hmm. and. This year has been so insane that I full-on forgot that a tornado touched down in my backyard a month ago. What? What? Like two months, like a month and a half ago. Is this a poem you're working on? No. There was a tornado in Queens. It was a really little one, but it brushed through my backyard. I thought I hallucinated, except my roommate saw it. But I'm not even here to talk about the fucking tornado. I'm here to talk about that things are so crazy that I forgot about it. I know, right? You had a personal tornado just for you, and you didn't even remember to tell us. (laughs) You didn't even talk about it on the pod. That's some Dragon Ball shit. That would happen on the show. Something, I don't know. I feel like I must have brought it up, or maybe something. I just don't remember why. I don't want to talk about it. Like, you can look it up. That day there was, like, reports of it from Mm -hmm. the fucking weather bureau or whatever but right. i the point i'm more making there were explosions at the base of the tornado it's that like biblical shit is happening and it's coming at us so fast that i cannot remember the last thing i was upset about that's true remember the killer bees right or how i australia, forgot about those till just now australia caught on fire you guys remember oh that? yeah all of australia was on fire uh-huh. I, yeah, was that this year on that one too was that yeah st- that was like four months ago oh my god what the fuck, man? So much stuff. That's what I'm saying. I don't have any room for anything uh, upstairs except Dragon Ball facts is the thing. Wouldn't it be sick if there was just like a month off? Just, just yes. like a chill ass month. Ugh. <laughs> where it's just like fucking, it's just like the, the Raisin Bran Sun wearing sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. All we're the all, time. But we're all the Raisin Bran Sun. Everybody yeah, where we gets all to get be, to be yeah. that position. Uh-huh. They should open that position up. Yeah, I, but I mean, it's like one of those old showbiz jobs. 
that what like are we talking so, about? I'm sorry, I had to walk away. The to raisin get, brand, the son. raisin brand son. It's like it's like if you wanted to, it's like if people started talking Two about scoops. there should be more, uh, like more equitable distribution of like the announcements in Saturday Night Live. You know, yeah. it's just an old showbiz job that one person has, and then they give it to another old showbiz guy when that guy dies. Yeah, so right, exactly. It's, it's like the monarchy. Yeah, so in well, short, Daryl Hammond will be the Raisin Brand's son. <laughs> that doesn't really solve any of our problems. Because <laughs> is that what the House thing is, of the Rising the Sun is really about? It's not about the devil, it's about... Yeah, it's, it's about, about the Raisin uh, Brand's son. Raisin Brand, yes. yeah. Two scoops. Two scoops. <laughs> Two scoops. Two scoops. Two scoops of Raisin Brand. Musical guest, Raisins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. boy what's going on everybody how's everybody's what week the... <sighs> um is that a real you know, question yeah how's everybody's really... fucking week it's been i'm pretty, asking um, <laughs> i uh i had a lot of unrest i've been uh really excited that my hearing was unaffected by flashbangs so that's some good <laughs> yeah that's good um I don't know. I was, I've just accepted I'm gonna get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, I really didn't want to get it, but I was physically unable to sleep not going to the protest, so I just started going, and yeah. I'm just gonna get it. I'm well, gonna, so now I'm gonna the... get it. I'm gonna die, an ally. I, uh, I already had that thought as well. I started up have asthma, you know? So yeah. even just getting, like, peppered sprayed in the face is, like, a big deal for me, but I'm just Somebody like... already died of that. From I uh, saw that. yeah, from the tear gas. Yeah, you, you yeah. see this? You hear about this? You guys yeah. seen this? You were in <laughs> They're the making Daryl Hammond the razor brand. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Daryl Hammond with tear gas. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have like a really laughing, sad yeah. life or something? No, he's got a great life. He's got a, a his daughter is a stand up. Ugh, we know her. That Mia is Faith. really sad. Mia Faith Hammond. She Mia played Faith in, is uh, Daryl Hammond's daughter. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, isn't that crazy? You should not be allowed to change your name. I'm tired of being around secret celebrities. Her name this is whole Mia time. Faith Hammond. Oh my god, it is. I just <laughs> thought she was your cousin. <laughs> Are you related to Daryl Hammond? Is no, that how I you am know not. all these Daryl Hammond facts? No. Yeah. yeah. What, the, oh, what, no, actually, the Daryl Hammond facts. The Daryl Hammond facts of he's the announcer currently on SNL and I know his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then Huge guess what? Facts. The Raisin Brand son position opens up. Who gets it? Jeremy Hammond. Huh. <laughs> Daryl Hammond's kind nephew. Of a connection. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know he's actually Daryl Hammond's nephew? And that's how he has that rich broadcasting voice. <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna get it and hopefully uh I'm like one of the chosen ones yeah. who lives. One of yeah. the one of the funniest things happening right now has been seeing how conspiracy theorists are kind of like tying themselves in knots to try to explain current events yeah because it's like so far beyond the pale of anything they're normally dealing with i know some a protester was uh shot in seattle last night and this guy was trying to conspiracy theory and everyone's like i was literally there bro like there's just too many witnesses to anything for for conspiracy theorists to like like man those uh crisis actor types are really 
really sad right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy because it's like it's too many things happening all at the same time. So every time that you're, but they're they're spaced so perfectly that you like see a theory pop up, and then like y- you have to readjust it with the next insane thing that happened. And so like people are, you know, people have been saying like COVID is like the 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 deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump by keeping us inside, and they're gonna like they're gonna drag their feet and they're gonna drag this along all the way to the election day. But then you know then they Think start like it. going Think outside to protest, and everyone's like, "Don't go outside to protest," and they're like, "See, the deep state wants us inside." But then now the protests are happening for something they don't like, and so now they have to try to explain why the deep state wanted them inside, but now also is trying to get people outside for protests. <laughs> It's to spread the virus so that I can't get pretzels later. But then they don't believe in the virus. They don't think the virus is real. They're like, it's overblown. It's I mean, just wh- the once blue. you make that step, I mean, you can't really. It just really paints you into a corner, corner conspiracy wise. Mm-hmm. It's a big. It's an overcommit. I would. I Leave would agree that part with you flexible that. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> maybe go back into making acronyms of things. I think that's usually a good base. Yeah, maybe bring it back to rewrites there, buddy. COVID, covert, omnipresent, vi- video. <laughs> Videodrome. V- 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 in- internet. Internet drive. Disorder. Disorder. <laughs> Two Ds. They don't even know. They don't let you know about the second D. Because <laughs> if they did, it would be all over. Alex, if it makes you feel better, I should have shown symptoms by now, and I am extremely sickly as you both know and i haven't caught the vid yet so i think you'll be all right yeah it's because covid's fake <laughs> it's fake it's not it's real fucking fake it was a deep state op to keep uh, us inside Ah, uh, yes and also I mean, statistically i i'm gonna get it and be fine and then just kill lots of old people i think that was the concern right <laughs> well it, was, it would be the concern for someone like me but you you had like a lung disorder last year yeah i did I sure did. <laughs> Everybody remember that? Yeah, remember I've been when, thinking about it a whole bunch. You remember when Alex was <laughs> coughing into a mic for what seemed like an entire year? Yeah. Does everybody remember? Ooh, do we ever? I don't think. Months. I don't think we ever broadcasted the fun noise that your your mouth thing made that time. <laughs> what was that thing? No, the, but, the ventilator I mean, I can mask. Make it. Oh, oh! The, it sounded it's like an accordion. Yeah, yeah, you would like breathe in expanded. the thing, and then it would like. The best part is the mask was like fully transparent so we could see your like open mouth breathing it in as it made yeah. the noise. So you look like a it you can either die or live like a fool. <laughs> and those were the options I was yeah. given with my whooping cough. Yeah, but luckily, <laughs> like the jester, Alex is not afraid to Look a fool in front of the king. Wow, that's Jeremy. true. Yep. That was a long walk. <laughs> yep, I'm the you, king. <laughs> yep, Jeremy's the king. Yeah, I hear he's related to Daryl Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> and when Alex makes me laugh, he gets to keep his head. Can I? You know what sucked about being really sick with that thing, though, is I would feel fine until I suddenly couldn't breathe. So most of my experience was like. A deeply paranoid feeling while going through Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I remember the time period. Hmm. Um, can I be petty on the internet Please. here? Katie, we're on air. Well, 
If you don't want me to, I don't have to be. No, please okay, do. Please, we need please the, we be need petty. the drama. Please be We petty. love it. I uh you know, self-care is like so important during this time, you guys. So my form of self-care is just quietly hating on people that know that they have to say something to not look like a dumbass, but they're so bad at it mm-hmm. and it's very funny to me. <laughs> oh, Katie, you do go louse. <laughs> Come on, you guys can't tell me that you haven't seen people being like, wow, guys, this is a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, just to put on something. Like, just to switch over to uh, other podcast, Alex, here. No, this is a very exciting moment because, unlike, uh, 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 you know, in, in certain. In the certain social circles we've endured, endeared ourselves to, we're around all these like uh, uh, super lefty types all the time. But this is a big uh, societal event because no, it has fully radicalized the libs. And I, so you have people... I completely agree with you. I want all these people there, even the whack ones. I'm just saying I'm quietly enjoying how bad they are. At That's true, yeah. Oh, they suck so they, bad. They're so bad at it. It's very fun to watch like um, you, like oh apolitical comedians who like a <gasps> month ago would have just been, like all of their posts would just be like uh, uh, like a joke about like having a, a like an average sized penis. You know yeah. what I mean? And now all of their posts are just like, cops all should die. <laughs> how many lives I, uh, must we sacrifice on the altar to capital? There is a person. <laughs> My web series with Comedy Central below. <laughs> there, exactly. Narrow it down. There, is, there is a person I've went on a single date with who is very conventionally attractive and I don't think was used to getting turned down. Um, and they're very basic. And I was watching, I was going through I'm my... I'm going to go ahead and need a name. I can't. I will tell you guys. I'll beep off. it. Yeah, you Jeremy guys, will beep you it. You guys don't know who this person is. Oh, okay. Oh, God. They're, I thought they're, it was going to be a comic. I mean, they are uh, a improviser. At- I'll say it. It was Brendan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> they're not well Can known. Can we move on? They're not good at it. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, they they had been kind of quiet. At, you know, not that it even like occurred to me. But then they they went to a protest and did a bunch of front facing uh, selfies of them <laughs> marching. And in good lighting, and I was like, "That oh, sweetie, that ain't it." <laughs> like, that's, that's so just, fun, though. <laughs> just like doing like doing characters while you're at the march. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the character is protester. <laughs> yeah, my this is uh, uh this is, my this is every white guy at the BLM march. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's just walking around, just like, is it black if I do this? <laughs> 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 but anyway, no, I'm I glad. Love characters. I'm glad even the basics are out in full force. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't see you. <laughs> For no, sure. I do, I, but I just like <laughs> not even just the lamos, but just the the sheer force of the movement is a state of confusion. I went. I was on a march on I think Friday that mm-hmm. had an incredible energy to it, and then it got to the end right before the curfew. And then the leaders were like, repeat after me. I will sign up for an absentee ballot. (laughs) 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 And then we are going home because we are tired. 
Vote. Well, it's just funny okay. to see like it's funny to see liberals like scrambling to find any other outlet for all of this rage, and yeah. they are so ill-equipped to come up with solutions. I keep ending up at the ones that start out like that, and then they realize we're leading them over the bridge to go get like fucked up, and it's like the panic sets in a lot <laughs> after that. Um, which is cool. You don't, you know, you should leave if that's not your vibe. Like I'm never going to hate on anyone, but, uh, when they realize that they're like, you know, they're in the section of the protest that's like, no, we want, we want to abolish this. They're like, okay, gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Like someone was (laughs) on top of Mickey Mouse shit. (laughs) Someone like got on top of a car and was like, black lives matter. And everyone's like, yeah. And then he goes. White lives matter. And we're like, no, no. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, did you guys see that <laughs> video? Steamboat. Did, you, did you guys see that video of the old guy who, uh, like, a maybe not old, like middle aged guy who, like, is is doing his whole speech to the crowd about like uh, how like people his age like need to need to uh, like get woke and like come up to to racial progress and whatever. And then, uh, and everyone's like cheering, and then midway through, he just starts hard R dropping N words. No! Oh, no. And he's like, he's like, he's like, white people can be N words. Yeah. No. Anyone can be an N word. And people are just like, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> and you can tell he's you like the bagel, bagel no. boss guy level self confidence. Really you can see the George it. Carlin meter filling up and then finally crossing that line. Get him, really, you're a star! He really thought he did something there. Oh, It's 1972. Tell him how it is. <laughs> It's 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 really special. I I would highly suggest looking it up. Oh my god! <laughs> Woo! So close. I don't really know how to look up anything that's happened in the last week. No, there's so much. Is you the know thing. what? I I do not want to incriminalize anybody. So I will just say this. Uh, I love that video of the statue being torn down in Bristol, mm-hmm. and I would just like to make a point that there's about 17 statues in New York uh, of questionable people, and it'd just be like really weird if uh, in, in, if something happened. Be wacky, so, yeah, yeah. If like in uh, you know, don't want to you know. No, I was just like reading an article about it, and there's one from 2017 in a Daily Post that just shows you where they all are. And Blasio said he was going to do something about them, and like he didn't for some reason. So I don't know. Whoa, I read that article too. Yeah, these are actually. Did you see that article about how inside of spark plugs uh, there's a material uh, known as like a it's condensed porcelain. Uh, and it's different than the porcelain that a, that a toilet is made of. So don't, um, you know, the the article said, uh, don't, you know, don't look at toilets for this material. You got to get oh, okay. spark plugs at a place like AutoZone. Interesting. Um, and uh, if you were to, say, break open the spark plug and take out uh, this porcelain and, like, break that into pieces, even a tiny little shard of it uh, could break the windshield of a car. That's so weird and informative. Yeah, it's a really interesting article. Did you guys read that? Yeah, it's just about science, and we love doing science. We fucking love science. We definitely (laughs) talked about those on the show before. We fucking love science. (laughs) No, I've shown you that video a million times. Yeah, ninja rocks in the article is what they're called. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. It's just, I don't know. After after I've discussed something with you every week for multiple years, I assumed it's come up once or twice, but yeah. It's so it hard to science tell. Fact. It's so hard to tell what's been taped and uh, what's not. Um, but this it's is from true, an The article, government can track your phone. They can track your phone. It's true, yeah. That's How are you guys staying off the radar? Yeah, I mean, we're joking, but yeah, kids, unless there's actual police violence, try not to take any pictures in general what opsec have you been uh up to what's your opsec what do you what do you get mad here what is that i don't know where are you trying where are you trying to lead us some tips some opsec tips yeah what opsec yeah you can't really uh you can't take the the battery out of your phone anymore that used to be the thing that anarchists would do to make it seem like the meeting was important airplane mode I put they can on. turn off airplane mode. Yeah, they could oh, do it. Oh, then I was just turn my phone off. You guys then. leave it in a different room. They can even turn your phone back on when it's off. That's true. Yeah, that's why back in the Whoa. day, like the thing was that you take the battery out of the phone because then it that. can't be powered. But Until these days, Steve Jobs. These days, Steve they're integrated right into the fucking phone. Damn yeah, because I gotta like just for buy the FNO phone. <laughs> Go back off the grid. Are we all going back on flip phones? I'm. I think maybe bring it back. Yo, is this the summer of the of the uh, Boost Mobile chirp? Yeah, new chirping, new T-shirt. Uh, anime summer twenty twenty is a picture of a Boost Mobile phone. It's really easy to find. Um, like they have plenty of flip phones and and brick phones in old nineties anime, so that could be easily done. That you, it's on brand. You're saying, yeah, yes. I just I was slightly too young to really get on board the chirp the first go round, and if it did happen to come back, it would maybe be checking off some important boxes for me to maybe get a chirp and go chirp it to me, or you know, this is Travis Barker. <laughs> wow, learning a lot about your pathos right now. <laughs> yeah, you can never be allowed to have a, a chirp phone. Yeah, you can't. What's your least favorite chirp to get? What? What? If you if you're getting a chirp, like I we've had all ringtones, dog. Yeah, I, I always had ringtones. I was a ringtone person. Well, then you guys haven't chirped either, and I don't know why you're so against the chirp. No, it's the, the, the problem is you can't chirp. We can never let it's you. It's not annoying. You're going it to. It's like a walkie-talkie with your pals. We can't let you have this. Yeah, you why can't. won't you chirp with me? Yeah, the you, world is ending. Chirp with me. It's not about you. you ch- it's not about it. chirping with you. It's about you chirping. You yeah. cannot be allowed to chirp. We, why we, can't I chirp? You can't handle the responsibility. Alex. That's true. <sighs> All right, let's just move on then. I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right, we'll never we'll never Although, bring up chirping what? again. Maybe it's bad luck though, because because the only one I know is definitely chirping was Travis Barker from that one commercial about. And then what happened? And then he's in multiple plane crashes. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is what chirping leads you to. Okay, this is what happened to the West. Oh, <laughs> was he maybe was he flying the plane and then what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Travis Barker was 40,000 feet in the air when he got a chirp. (laughs) It's like those those ads that have like the the last text somebody sent before they died. (laughs) But it's just like, 
Charles Barker saying like, yo, where are you at? And it's like, was this worth DJ AM's life? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so important to tackle the issues. Yeah. DJ AM didn't die in the crash, by the way. He died of a... Respect to DJ AM. He died of a, a drug overdose, right? Really? Yeah, like a couple months later or something in, in like a Final Destination-esque turn of events. <laughs> right, you can't get away from the Reaper. You can't, no. Dude, that fucking sucks, because that means like the few months before he died, we're just recovering from a plane crash, and then the end. And getting, yeah, and getting really into drugs to do it, and then you, Terrible you arc. <laughs> Terrible arc. Yeah, bring, bring that one back to rewrites. <laughs> do not reboot, DJ AM. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright we're at like 26 minutes yeah alright let's, like we can let's, go let's into talk about it ball. let's fucking talk about it Zutalor to all my French honeys it's me Ronsolino number one man with the beard beard with the man you know what it is I'm here about the Ballin' Out Super Podcast number one in the books when I'm not making shows on Vice, I'm putting it on ice. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Bit of that flavor. Ha. They got a Patreon behind the paywall. Five dollars behind the paywall. Lock it up. Let it sizzle like a steak. That's the way we do it. Flavor Town. The title of this episode is The Ships Resting in Yunzabit. Time <laughs> to blast off to Planet Namek. How the fuck do I say that? Yunzabit. Wow, that sounded, Yunzabit. That yeah, sounded right. like you had a stroke or something. Good that didn't sound type. like a sentence at all. <laughs> yeah, Yunzabit. Yeah. So I want to just preface this as a, uh, we tried to make it clear at the beginning of the show, but there is there is a high popo warning for this episode. Yeah. Maximum yeah, right. popo issues, and it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. I can't believe we are watching this episode today on all days in the world. Uh, but here popo we go. Popo in the streets, popo in the streams. It's it's a maximally uncut popo episode. Yeah, like, I it just want to so, say it's the most so popo I've ever seen of any like, episode just, of Dragon Ball. There's justice, so much popo. Justice for popo. I cannot. <laughs> There is no way that Bulma didn't, like, fucking uh, To Kill a Mockingbird his ass. Like, I just... It's really bad. Okay, let's go. It's hard to tell, like, what you're... Like, justice for Popo, like, in theory, yes. Like, the way Bulma treats him in this episode is very bad. But then you're like, but is he, like, a real person? Like, is it, like, if you were to racially abuse Chief Wahoo? Like, is it... Are you supposed to... Like, is he just a mascot? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you supposed to... Like, I wouldn't feel bad for... I don't know. Would, yeah, I, feel, would I feel I mean, bad for Chief magic. Wahoo? <laughs> what I mean is the justice for Popo would be that he would get, like, a character revision where he gets uh, to be, like, okay. uh, human and not... Or, like, blue, but not, or, like, like... humanely euthanized. What if they try to flesh out Popo and it's just, like, giving him a terrible on-screen vice? <laughs> <laughs> no. New season of Dragon Ball, Popo drinks. <laughs> That's no good. That's just worse. Or what if they okay. like give him a big like I can't I, that's the thing is like I feel I'm like I'm trying to get over it, Kami. Justice for Popo. Well, it's like the police departments, right? It's like you you, you 
you want to think that you can reform these things. You want to think that there's a version of this where you can like do justice to Popo and like make him okay. But maybe the only humane thing to do is to just destroy him. Abolish Popo. Yeah, to defund would, Popo. That would actually be good if they just abolished Popo and then like had a serious Dragon Ball episode where they just address Popo. <laughs> anyway, we open up. The gang's in the hospital because they just got done brawling and they ate all the beans. So they just got to go to regular hospital now. Yeah. What a downgrade. <laughs> go on. Between eating beans and having to check into an emergency care. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Gohan, Krillin, and Goku are all bandaged up and all fucked up. Uh, Goku especially is in some sort of hyperbolic sleeping bag. Um. They come in, they're like, the doctor says we'll be out in a in a few months. And then uh, Corrin's like, I'll have a bean in, in less time, in like about a month, so you can just eat those and we'll be out of here. And Yajirobe is just like, I'm being beans. denied health care. <laughs> yeah, so what do we think about this bean situation? Like, has nobody ever just explained to Corrin that you can like plant uh, one bean today and then one bean in like a few weeks? And I think then you'll have a rotation seem... of them, so you always have the beans. I think he he was doing that, but they just used the whole ass bean supply, mm. like fighting the sands. You know what I mean? Yeah. They 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 weren't planting the beans with sands in mind. You know what I mean? They, the whole rec- bean supply. They had they used six beans. It was a recreational bean <laughs> supply. Right. They went all in on beans. Yeah, the kind of bean supply that uh, wouldn't attract federal attention, if you know what I mean. Well, exactly. here, here you go. Here's a here's a complication for Popo's character. He's addicted to beans. He's always <laughs> popping beans, and that's why they never beans. have enough. <laughs> I can't help myself. I love them beans. <laughs> I like being at my best. <laughs> this, is, this is very problematic, fellas. He's like a like he's like a self care junkie. <laughs> He <laughs> just like can't stop doing yoga, but his version of yoga is eating the sensu beans. He's like it's a Gwyneth Paltrow type, where yeah. he's just like spending like thousands of zenny on like fucking uh, stem cell masks and yeah. stuff, shoving beans up his ass. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, Welcome to Goop. <laughs> I'm, Bulma bust in the. Oh, it'd be uh, poop because it would be popo. <laughs> guys, because the G guys, and goop is Gwyneth, isn't it? I urge you to to be a little more sensitive and aware than you normally are on the show. <laughs> okay, I never, I never, I just usually say no in the background, let you go off, but we gotta you two have to fucking think about what you're saying before it comes out your mouth. I implore right. you. I don't want to be Before the poop this. comes out your mouth, <laughs> think about what you're saying. Oh, yeah, the caca, all that sweet caca duty. All right, so uh, Bulma busts in the room, and Roshi immediately next her. She's like, you guys got to turn on the TV. And he's like, your hair's dumb, and you look like a man. Yeah, that yeah, was a wild. First thing uh, he said, first thing he said, and he establishes contact. <laughs> yeah, he's opening. He touches up her on the bed. shoulder, just a little bit. She turns- let her know she that he's there. You know <laughs> that he's like physically part of her life. Yeah, 
Um, I thought she looked great, though. I liked her hair. It's, it's like what, wild and unkempt. It's one of my favorite Bulma looks. Underrated Bulma hair. It's a top Bulma look. We get multiple Bulma looks in this episode because the editing of Kai. Yeah. Yeah. And it's she, a uh, huge episode for. She gets a haircut. It's a huge episode for Bulma looks and a bad episode for Bulma for liking Bulma. Yeah, (laughs) this definitely made me not like Bulma. So let's get into it. So Bulma turns on the TV and she's like, check it out. And the news is reporting. They're like, live, we found a spaceship. It fell from the sky. Look at it. It's on the news. And she goes, cool, they found it. But Krillin gave us this calculator so we can make it come straight to her door. Don't worry, I studied it all night. And then she holds it up and literally pulls a KRL and goes beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> and then it explodes. And yeah, it's all destructs. Live on Professional TV. scientist. She, Hard at work, the, slamming <laughs> all of the buttons on the alien device. Yep. And just literally makes just an NIED that just kills probably a bunch of scientists. A whole Was it supposed crew. to be like a reference to the Challenger? Is this around the same time as the Challenger? It's probably oh, it later. Um, but yeah, so now this this begs the question. Uh, so in this event, Bulma has you know self destructed this uh, this spaceship and killed all these scientists by accident. Um, but in the future, uh, Capsule Corporation you know runs the show and and they are the biggest company in the world and she's the richest woman in the world. Do you think the two are connected at all? That perhaps she uh, took out some major competition <laughs> in this oh. explosion? Like she was doing like an Emerson Tesla deal where she was just like, haha, blowing up your shit. Yeah, exactly. But then she plays like ditzy woman afterwards and she's just like, Haha, whoops, I pressed the wrong button. I think at it's the, Krillin's be- fault. The beginning of the episode, I would have said yes. But after the events that happened right after this, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, she fucking did that. <laughs> she did that shit. So, Speaking of which, they're all watching the TV, and then they're all freaked out that the spaceship exploded. Their one chance to to fly to Namek and get the Dragon Balls and wish all their friends back, um, and they're all freaking out. Yeah, Jirobi goes, you're pretty dumb for a smart chick. And um, Owned. slowly in the window, he appears. <laughs> Hello, it's Mr. Popo, just lurking, <laughs> just lurking. It's really Even cool. you just saying it made me laugh. It was so funny. It did make me laugh for multiple reasons, because just a character glibly appearing like that is funny, but it's doubly funny when it's an epitaph of racism. <laughs> and, and it makes Bulma afraid for some reason. Yes, so Popo appears, and Krillin's like, Oh, it's our friend, Mr. Popo. And everyone's excited to see him. And not only that, he's there to be like, I know where there's a spaceship. I can help you. And Bulma is terrified. Yeah. Like, literally clutching her pearls. It's the most, like, white woman crossing the street shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, well, it's not even vague. It's It's like... Can you leave me alone with him? Yeah, I'm well, scared of him. Yeah, he's big. They really <laughs> spell it out for you here. He <laughs> says um, he has a creepy look in his eyes, and they do a <laughs> shot of Mr. Popo smiling and looking affable. Yeah, 
It's real Mr. bad. Popo, Mr. Popo does bad. not have expressions either. He <laughs> yeah. just makes the one face. He makes the one face and he has unblinking eyes. Also, he's <laughs> literally never been anything but helpful. <laughs> it's true. He is wildly offensive, but it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He yeah. was born offensive. I just, Bulma <laughs> was doing full on not that one shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you're, like, working at retail and your black coworker is helping a woman and she, like, keeps being like, no, you. Like, that shit. She's doing that the whole time. It's real bad. So Does I- anyone else know where the sheets are? A hundred percent. In this example, you work at, like, maybe a uh, linens and things. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, Bulma <laughs> needs directions on the street and Mr. Popo offers them to her and she goes, hey! Help! <laughs> what are you doing here in the Upper West Side? Help me! Uh, anyway, so she she has a white woman panic attack, and then uh, finally everyone's like, "Boma, he's our friend. He's gonna get us the spaceship." So she tepidly crawls onto his magic carpet. Yeah, which is yeah. now revealed How in a very funny, like, wide shot. <laughs> How is he flying outside this window, you ask? Is it like everyone else uh, with his body? No. no. It's a <laughs> magic carpet. It's a magic carpet ride. Also, and weird thing from the scene is that Roshi doesn't know, uh, doesn't know Mr. Popo. Roshi's just playing dumb because he's still on that... Uh, pickup artist shit where he's like i don't know who he is either bulma you look scared can i (laughs) can i help you (laughs) right uh, mr popo is not so much of an issue with roshi because he's not a woman yes and therefore safe (laughs) so they uh instant transmission to another vague uh plateau zone environment as we come to know, Dragon Ball World is filled with cliffs and plateaus, but unlike the other ones, this one appears to be a tad chilly. And you can tell because of the wind. He uh, what, What's this one called again? It's called Yazabin. Yazabit. Yazabit. I, I was, in my head, I was like, this is the Scottish Highlands. This must be the Scottish Highlands. Well, it's somewhere on the other side of the globe, as she says. Yeah. Uh, from, I think they're in Japan. So, yeah, probably somewhere in like... It's uh, probably the Scottish Highlands. Somewhere in Western Europe. I'd be in Yasapin. It's either that or it's like the like Siberia, like the Russian wilderness. Right, but it, it's but not But that's snowy. not far away from Japan. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a stupid bitch, okay? Katie. You've got a very green, green, lush foliage. Which yeah, I mean, uh, you'd think I is think in the deciduous Alex's zone. Call mm-hmm. yeah. about Scotland is actually pretty gosh darn accurate. Yeah, I, I watched Highlander two weeks ago. So, oh yeah, there you go. What if there were? What I if there were? What, uh, like. what if, like? What if they just didn't? Because um, uh, you know everybody that we know in Dragon Ball all grew up in the same general region. Like, what if there's always been like other strong guys on the planet? That they just never meet because they never travel. They do travel, um, but to only other Asian countries, it right, appears. Right, Because, like, there's that... I mean, I know the movies, the Dragon Ball movies aren't necessarily canon, but, like, they definitely, like, go to China at one point. Right. Or, like, you know, Dragon Ball China. Well, and in the one, they uh, they fight Hitler, which does imply that, like, Europe there does exist Europe. in their That's universe. That's actually... Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And I think that one is canonical. 
Isn't it? I don't think any of the movies are. None of the movies are canonical. <gasps> but except for the Broly movie, the newest Broly movie is canon. So, yeah, Bulma crawls off the magic carpet after Popo effortlessly jumps off. And she's like, where are we going? And he's like, to the spaceship. I'm being nothing but helpful. To the fucking spaceship. I already told you. Um, he, yeah, <laughs> he explains we're in the Yazban Highlands. It's across the globe. And then um, Popo's leading her towards like a, a formation of rocks they have to climb up. And she goes... Uh, she's like, what are you going to do with me? She starts like accusing him of trying to rape her like yeah, out right. the gate. And it's really upsetting. She's like, what a twist that would be if that happened to Dragon Ball. <laughs> no, she just starts, it doesn't match up with anything else in the show. She's like literally clutching her shirt. And she's like, I don't know what kind of funny business you think you're going to pull. And Popo's just standing there like, ma'am, I'm just trying to show you I'm, where the spaceship is. I'm going oh, to delightfully no. hop up this cliff. <laughs> yeah, like a little bunny rabbit. I'm just adorable. Look at me go. It's like the least threatening shit on the planet. When she I turn just... my back, you don't have to see my offensive face. <laughs> he, yeah, Popo uh, hops like in one solid motion, like you were picking up an action figure or like you're moving a game piece and sorry. Yeah. You know it's I all mean? ankles. It's yeah. all yeah, ankles. His knees do not bend when he hops. Um, they go up the mountain and they see a big round spiky thing that kind of looks like a conch shell. And uh, this is... <laughs> and then, yeah, Bulma starts rubbing it and she goes, it's almost like metal, but not. And instead of just being like, is this what you want to show me? Bulma doubles down for the third right. time and goes, what the fuck is this? Why did <laughs> you bring me here? Like, what is this This even? is part of your rape plan. <laughs> I know it. Popo calmly goes, you know, Kami once told me the story of his life and it turns out he used to live here and he turns out that he was an alien little boy and his parent, you know, he woke up here with only a note from his parents being like, we're going to come back. And he waited and he waited and they never came back until he flew away. And even then he still came back to visit sometimes. And I have a feeling this is more than a house. And she's like, what's your point? Is there any chance that it, Kai edited it down? But in the original show, there was a part where Mr. Popo's like, I've taken a lot of back talk from you, <laughs> and I've been nothing but helpful. Yeah, I would love like the, the edit out episode where he actually abandons her there for like a week and then comes back. And he's like, Now are you ready to see how the door fucking opens? <laughs> Popo fucks off to play video games. <laughs> I'm playing Madden, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, but then the, the other interesting thing here, which, uh, you know, among all the things that feel wildly relevant for this current historic moment, is that uh, she interrupts him halfway through his story, and he literally just tells her, the time for listening is now. The time for explaining is later. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> That's that. That's true. As if and it's it just is now. A big loudspeaker to white America. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. So anyway, after covering that, he's like, and this is how we open it. You say piccolo. <laughs> and he says piccolo. And the door opens. It's like a little floaty platform. They get on, they go inside. 
And then they start doing this really annoying Dragon Ball thing where they rehash everything they just said. And they're like, could this be a spaceship? I don't know. It's pretty weird for a house. Maybe it's a spaceship. I mean, Kami's from space and it's shaped like a spaceship. And we asked you that we needed a spaceship. And you showed up after the spaceship exploded and told us you knew where a spaceship is. But I think this is a spaceship. <laughs> Very cool spaceship, too. I love the design of it. The design's very It's good. way cooler very, than the Saiyan pod. Very egg, egg-like. egg It's an egg but, with legs. But it's kind of <sighs> like a conch shell, too, or like a seashell. Yeah. You know? Very and cool. And there's multiple rooms as we get into at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, because the big problem with the Saiyan pod, as we'd, all, as we'd all agree, you just tuck yourself in. And you sit in your pod. That right. kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a single serving pod. Sometimes you want two scoops. <laughs> two <Yeah>. scoops. <laughs> two scoops. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to the Razor Brand son. <laughs> um. So they find the helm, and Bulma's like, "What's what gives? There's no buttons or levers or anything. Do you think it's voice controlled?" And it's like, "Yes. Uh-huh. What did we just uh-huh. establish?" And she goes, what's the word to make it fly? But. And Popo, I think now, upon looking at all the evidence of how Bulma has been treating him, I think this is a sarcastic answer where he goes, maybe it's Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she goes, no, it has to be something different. It has to be something in Numekian. And then Popo's mm-hmm. like, I wonder what that would sound like. <laughs> I so happen to speak Numekian, at which I say out loud, Oh no! No! If, no! If you were watching the episode and Popo showed up, and you were like, "This is one big scoop of racism," this part it's would be the scoops. second scoop. The second it's scoops. two yes. scoops. I will not be doing the imitation of what happens, but he op- he he proceeds to speak Numekian, and as we all know, Numekians are coded as people. <laughs> black people yeah and uh he speaks something into the ship that can only be described as extremely racist like what a 40s person would think that people in the congo yeah just picture in your head if you will uh what a a japanese interpretation of an african language would be and then translated by uh, Americans who live in Texas and work for a union busting company, and you're you're probably pretty close to what this sounds like. Uh, as Sonic the Hedgehog once said, "It's no good." Did Sonic uh, say that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was when he was eating a dog without chili on it. Oh yeah, no, of it's, course. Uh, from the famous PSA, where he tells you that if an adult tries to touch you without your permission, <laughs> it's right. no good. Well, they can both that's be like no a, good. That's like a dog with no chili, dude. Uh, <laughs> when an adult the chili tries to consent, <laughs> that's always what I'm referencing when I say that. By the way, it's never anything else. Um, and so the chili is consent. The spaceship then takes off. Super fast and shoots out into the atmosphere, into a, a, a outer space. Which Bulma cries, "It's not just a spaceship; it's a really, it's a really good spaceship." It's so good! Wow, you wouldn't think these people would be able to make one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of implication there. <laughs> and she goes, uh, "You know, they they see space, and she goes, you did it, Popo.'" And Popo cries tears of joy, which I can only, you know, 
And the similar retail experience I described before, I definitely had a lot of people crying in the break room after dealing with hours of cruel customers. I think it's like that. He's like, finally, I can stop talking to this bitch. I can stop showing Bulma a spaceship. <laughs> we cut back to the hospital, and then Bulma's like, we found it. We should get it running in five days. And I am so glad my new friend, Mr. Popo, is coming with us. And he's like, you couldn't pay me enough <laughs> i am not fucking doing that plus i already have a job okay kame's lookout remember and she's like but who will speak new Mechian? and he's like aren't you the smartest woman in the world i'll fucking teach you how about you learn Namekian? i just how bought you, you a duolingo <laughs> congrats you engage with this culture that you take so much from <laughs> that you take the spaceships from and fly to namek with <laughs> Instead of having her only contribution to science this episode is taking a once in a lifetime alien uh, uh, <laughs> technological uh, relic and then exploding it and f- causing several scientist casualties. Also, you know, Bulma's just like the ultimate um, colonist in this case because she's stealing technology to go fly to the homeland to pillage them some more. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. She doesn't know that they, they don't have their own... Like, they know that there's Namekians. It's not like they are going there under the impression of, like, there's nobody there except for these Dragon Balls. They know there's Namekians. Maybe they're using them. You ever think of that? <laughs> right. You can't ever just leave enough alone. <laughs> and then without Dragon Balls, you won't run into all these freak alien galactic fights coming up in the next 500 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Bulma's like, I don't want to go by myself. I can't take Goku because he's all fucked up. Uh, and Po, oh, she also says one last slide to Popo. She's like, I need you to come with me because you're the only one that can speak Numekian, and you're so big. And I'm like, yeah. bitch, make <laughs> up your mind. Uh, so she's like, I can't take Goku. And she's like, Krillin, what about you? You're a tiny bitch boy. And he's like, all right. And then. Stoned ass Goku, like Goku's in the hospital, right? He's like pumped full of morphine, and he's like, "I'm too fucked up, but I want to come." Damn, I wonder yeah. what the commie there's like. Maybe he's blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goku's got no inhibitions. He's just touching everybody. Yeah, he's wavy <laughs> on that fent. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the nurses love Goku. Yeah, <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah, he's a little grabby, but it's fine. <laughs> he's got a good heart. Gohan then shoots up and he goes, I want to go. And Chi Chi replies, that is so cute, you little baby, but you can't go. You're my son. And he goes, I want to go more than anything because I want to be there when Piccolo comes back to life. My real dad. And Chi Chi goes, but what about schooling and piano? And then Gohan tells her to shut up. Shut the fuck up. Do you guys remember the first time you swore at your parents? No, I don't think I. What ever happened? Really? No, I mean I. I, I definitely have done it. I just don't remember. I don't my remember parents with my respect. mom. I there was a lot of swearing in my house, so they kind of let it slide for a long time. But I remember the first time I said the f bomb to my dad. He almost crashed the <laughs> car because he wanted to like make a point of how angry he was at me. But I was just like, I know you're 
all gas, man. <laughs> parents do that. My dad did that too. He'd be like, "Oh, looks like we're all gonna die now." <laughs> I think it's a shitty dad thing because my shitty dad definitely was like, "Now I kill us all because you said fuck." <laughs> I think under pressure, it's like, "Well, they don't respect me clearly. Little do they know, I could kill us." <laughs> 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 and literally, you know, I was so depressed. I'm like, yeah, I want to fucking die. Do it, bitch. Kill me. Kill me, bitch. <laughs> what are we even talking about I'm right sorry. now? sorry. Okay, so Gohan <laughs> says shut up to his mom. And All she, right. And she goes, oh, no, my baby's turning into a delinquent. And he's like, no, I want to fight for my pals. Everyone, I want right. to reaffirm here, Gohan is canonically five years old. I He's, am five years old. I make my own decisions. And <laughs> it's the time I go to space. Goes, his, <laughs> Ox King, his grandpa, is like, you know what? Five years old seems like a fine age to go to space. <laughs> to he did fight. tell you to shut up. So I think you should let him go. Bulma's like, sure. No dead weight here bringing a five year old on a deadly space mission. Let's go. <laughs> well, it's because Bulma doesn't see human lives, she just sees tools. Yeah. That's true. And then Popo goes, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with you lately. Do you think five days is enough to learn Numekian? Because, like, I feel like it isn't. And she goes, like, we'll do ten just to be safe. And then we'll meet at Roshi's. And then the magic of Dragon Ball Z Kai kicks in. Instead of 15 filler episodes, the announcers go... All killer, no filler, and ten days go by, and now we're at the island. <laughs> Can you believe we were deprived the Bulma learning Namekian episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Just her getting the hard sounds wrong and saying slurs. Forgetting, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, so Bulma and Krillin are loading up the ship. And Bulma's just doing some playful negging on Krillin. She's like, where'd you get that jacket, the kids section? I'm like, it's literally his only good outfit. Leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, he looks fucking cool. I don't like Krillin. He looks great. And also, yeah, I'm wondering a- why a streetwear brand hasn't like recreated some of the clothing pieces from like casual Dragon Ball looks. Like They should make Krillin's jacket in this shot. They should make the post boy shirt. There's some. Piccolo I've seen wears. a few of these things. Um, yeah, but like they they usually just like do a t-shirt. I'm talking like a full-on cut and sew yeah, jacket. That's true. Like that that very like 90s New Jack Swing jacket that Krillin's wearing. Just At least saying. a hat that says Cooley Lean. Yeah. yeah. The hat's pretty good too. Sick so hat. they're just hanging out, palling around, and then Chi Chi pulls up with Gohan, who she is dressed up like a little fancy man with a little bitch boy bowl haircut, and everyone's like, "You've made your little boy look like a little bitch," and I'm like, "He's five years old. That's what a five year old." Who's this little like. bitch? <laughs> it appears you've brought our spaceship. It's token bitch. <laughs> it's just like so unfair. Like baby Gohan's very cute and I love him a lot. And I just feel bad that he's constantly like made fun of for being an actual five-year-old. Well, he's seen so many atrocities. Did they have to do another one to his hair? <laughs> to be fair, yeah. That bowl cut it is sucks. cruel. His hair sucks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whack look. We're going to be looking at this for another year. <laughs> they, uh, 
they all pack up and go in the spaceship and you know gohan goes bye mom bye grandpa bye roshi and turtle and they go in and bulma's so easy to haul ass she doesn't wait for anyone to put on a seatbelt or pack up any bags even though she knows full well the throttle of the ship and it shoots up and suitcases fly and they're not ready and she's really angry for some reason and i did not catch why does anyone know why bulma's mad you know what? When um when the spaceship sequence started, Alyssa asked me, "Is Dragon Ball going to tackle the fact that during this trip Bulma will get her period?" And I said, "I don't think Dragon Ball talks about that kind of thing." Mm-hmm. But then they did have her get mad and then leave it open ended as to why. So maybe that's the closest they get. Yeah, and she does go to change her clothes. Right. Exactly. Well, I think when she was changing her clothes, she might have um she might have thought for a moment about affirmative action <laughs> right and then she came out and she was like i'm mad and everyone's like I'm why <laughs> and she's oh. like white white teenagers are being deprived of a college education yeah <laughs> it's so, not fair Bulma, like you know puts the the spaceship in cruise control and she's like you're free to walk around the cabin and she's really pissed off and she storms off to go change let me tell and you about Krillin... basketball in the 70s, she says. <laughs> it was about the fundamentals. Krillin None of these Harlem Globetrotters, okay? <laughs> no fancy showing off. The players knew what the sportsmanship meant. Straight up and down the court. <laughs> um, sorry, my phone just announced that uh, David Starr is broadcasting live. Uh, so anyway, um, Krillin uh, is like, oh, she must be putting on her pajamas. You know, I forgot to pack pajamas, which seems like when you're doing like a girl-boy dance or something and they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, I don't know. It seems convenient. Like he's yeah, trying to yeah, sleep yeah. naked and make everyone look at his ding-dong. Exactly, oh, yeah. Whoa. You're like, oh, man, I guess I'm going to have to sleep in my other boxers. Oh, yeah. what a bomb. I just I can't <laughs> sleep. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. I forgot a sleeping bag or my jammies. So I better <laughs> crawl in there. Oh, I'm too drunk to go home from the frat party. Can I just crash here? Uh, I always need a buddy or I can't sleep. <laughs> can't sleep without a buddy. I'm just, so I just miss my dog. My dog back home. I miss it. And so I just usually would spoon with him. And so like, if you want to like, just be my, my dog. Yeah. Do you want Will you be my? It's what that Iggy Pop song is about. My dog. Yeah, I was getting there. That Iggy Pop song is about us snugging. (laughs) (laughs) Gohan announces that the first thing he packed was his pajamas. I'm like, right on, Gohan. And then he goes, but he's like, also, I packed a secret outfit so my mom wouldn't see, which is something I used to do in like middle school and shit. Mm -hmm. And he pulls secret outfit. Yeah, like your parents wouldn't let you dress cool, so you put your your cool kid clothes in your backpack and change when you get to school. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew a girl in high school who had um, is it scoliosis when your back is fucked up and you have to wear a back yes. brace? Yeah, she had scoliosis and she would it's wear fucked up back. Yeah, she would wear a back brace when her parents dropped her off, and then she would take it off and throw it in her locker. And now she has uh, irreparable spinal damage. That sucks. But also, <laughs> those back braces are embarrassing. They are, yeah. So. They're really bad. <laughs> oh, so like, boy. You can't you even hide them. 
<laughs> you can't even hide them under your clothes. It always makes you look like you have a little hunchback. Uh huh. And then you oh. can like knock on your stomach because it has that like thing in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bully magnet. Anyway, Gohan pulls out of his knapsack <laughs> his um, custom purple gi in honor of Piccolo. And he's like, this is my look. I love Piccolo. And Bulma kicks her way through and she's like, fuck you both. I got my period. And then... Um, oh, no, my period. <laughs> oh, no, my period. And then... Um, <laughs> that's my favorite joke from uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. Fuck feminism, dog. Um, so, like... We're uh, even closer to the moon. So they uh, do a cute little montage of them palling around on the spaceship, and the announcer's like, what's going to happen next? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly Dragon not Balls. a fake Namek or anything. <laughs> Dragon Ball More Mr. Popo coming up soon. Definitely not a weird spaceship that they're going to interact with that has, like, mirrors and shit in it. <laughs> None of that. We're going right to the fucking meat. Let's go. I kind of wish we had some of the spaceship filler. I know. Episodes. I love the spaceship filler. It's my favorite filler. Actually, well, that's not true. I like all the filler. I like the fucking filler, man. We well, should still be fighting Raditz. You old <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're young. We move faster than that. <laughs> so, uh, so should we rate? Yeah, all right. Let's rate the episode. Do an email. Get out of here. Uh, out of seven Dragon Balls, Katie. Wow, what a racist episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it one Dragon Ball. It was, I I like the show, but I can't get, I'm sorry, I can't get behind the fucking, all the, the like, minstrel show shit in this yeah, episode. Yeah, absolutely it abysmal stuff. It was real bad. Yeah, Alex, what do you say? Well, uh, keeping in mind the Committee of Public Safety is reviewing these episodes and sending all unloyal hosts to Madame Guillotine, I will say that learning about Popo's Fast was pretty thrilling, despite the terrible context with which it came, and so I give this episode <laughs> two big scoops out of seven. <laughs> two scoops? <laughs> two scoops? Two scoops? Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to be the uh, moderate voice here and uh, say um, it was bad and racist and uh, we shouldn't uh, ever watch this episode again. One and a half Dragon Balls. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. You're just leaving me out there, huh? You're just leaving me at the top? Yep, you're at the top. (laughs) So that when they come to harvest the Uh reactionary wing of the Paul Super Podcast, (laughs) they take me away? Is that what's happening? That's you. You offer two whole Dragon Balls in the face of this regressive shit. I like lore. <laughs> I like lore and world building. Yeah, you know who else liked world building? The Third Reich. Uh, they wanted to build a... That, what's, that's what the Reich is, right? It's a world. No, no it's an empire, right? Right? Yeah. That's building a world. Is It's a you know your empire. Anyway, uh, let's read an email, huh? <sighs> It's time for Dragon Mail. It's time for Dragon Mail. Give me some of that Dragon Mail. It's time for Dragon Mail, weebs. Okay, this is going to be a... Actually, where are we on time? 
Uh, we're a minute, an hour three. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so this is going to be a short one, but I think it'll okay. uh, spur some conversation. This is from Michael Kern. Michael! Who uh, asks us, uh, hi, ballers, what is the largest animal you think you could best in a 1v1 final destination, no projectiles, knives allowed? Knives allowed? Yeah, knives are allowed, yes. Okay, this is a great question. Yeah. Because you really got to think about it. You got to think about, I think when it comes to fighting an animal, the the thing that's really going to get you is like wingspan and reach, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be surprised at the reach of some animals, I feel. So the question is, you you fight one animal, no weapons? No weapons. Knife. Knives. Knives are allowed. You get, like, blades. But, so but that's, that's going to, you're going to want to take out your, your monkeys and things like that because they have, you know, opposable things. Yeah, nothing they can, with they can figure out a knife. Yeah, nothing with hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I also mean, a, a monkey doesn't need a knife. It's also yeah. a Final Destination scenario, so you do have, like, a platform that they can't get off. Yes. Okay. And oh, this is like, the most challenging animal you could defeat in that context? Biggest. What is the largest animal you could kill in that context? Like size I could definitely wise. kill a coyote. A coyote? Wow, that's yeah. impressive. That's a scary animal I'm way animal bigger than fight. a coyote. That's yeah, but true. they have like Alex, teeth if, and stuff. Yeah, but if you clamp their I have a snout, knife. I don't care. If you clamp the snout from behind hmm. and do a I'm not saying a wolf. I'm saying a coyote. Coyote's right. like a dog. Yeah. yeah, well, as somebody who's been attacked by a vicious dog, I'd just like to say it's a lot harder in the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the dog you were attacked by is bigger than a coyote. That's fair. Coy- yeah. I'm going to okay. scale this up a little bit. I'm going to say I could take a female moose. What? Yeah, because a male moose has those giant okay. horns that are super dangerous, but a female moose has a bare head, which yeah, I think is they... kind of the main danger you're looking at here. No, because like no, 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 no. Yeah, a moose is like fighting a horse, Jeremy. You yeah, got I think I could take a horse those... too. Is the thing I have a knife, and they're not aggressive animals by nature. Have you ever, dude? We no, know but people they're fighting that you though. Faced by a horse, it's no good. Right, but if it's not an aggressive animal by its nature, you could probably sneak up to it and do like a. You know, no, yeah, no, Jeremy, moose, and then no, no. <laughs> the prompt is final destination. There's no sneaking. Yeah, there's no sneaking. Well, it's and not a also sneak. Moose, it's a calm approach. But moose, moose are not <laughs> approachable, especially female mooses because they're protective of their young. Right, right. Well, but it's an FD, so it, if it tries to run away, it's a pretty small platform. I could probably just like keep following. <laughs> no, you're, you're it, I'm thinking, saying I'm saying the opposite would happen. Oh, it would, it would attack come me, at you. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's going to trample you. Yeah. Okay. What about like a uh, um for your own safety, don't pick a moose. Yeah. <laughs> I hate too big. to I hate to Aim shit smaller. on your masculinity, Jeremy, but there's no way fucking hell you're winning against the moose. Yeah, you're I was just, just picturing like a docile moose that I would just kind of like calmly cut the throat of is the thing. Maybe a yeah, cow. A, a cow is massacre. pretty big. Okay, yeah, a cow I feel like you could cuz that's domesticated. Yeah, and they're killed just as part of our regular routine. I, yeah, there's I bags would, of meat. Yeah, I would say a cow is probably the biggest one I could do cuz mm. I I'm not I am a I am very skilled at being maimed by animals. I could take I could take so many fucking be- I've been bit and scratched and right. pecked. Right. Uh, I have a very high pain threshold. Hmm. <laughs> but uh in terms of actually killing uh yeah, I think I would have to be some sort of livestock that's like very docile cuz I'm not I don't really get the fight in me. Yeah. What about a whale? 
Because hmm. a whale is, it is in like water. Uh, well, there's no water on FD, so no, it's just a beached whale. <laughs> so it's a beached whale, and that is the loophole. You just gotta wait. To you kill the beached whale. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. You just need to get one hit on it so that it counts as you, <laughs> the world's biggest animal, and then you you've won the game. That's unfair. Checkmate. Checkmate. That's environmental interference on that. Send us more of these emails. We'll beat them all. <laughs> all right. Well, that was very fun. Um, uh, plugs. What, what do we got? Katie? You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh, hello, Katie Rose. You said you're doing a plug up top for yeah, Zero. Yeah, and I'll just I'll plug it again here. But okay, and um, yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, uh, this week on uh, Last Words, the show I produced for the Pit, we're going to just be covering all sorts of uh, bands in the metal scene with black members, and uh, you will be unsurprised to hear that metal is a very racist community so this is a good opportunity what? that if you haven't heard of some of these bands maybe check them out yeah are you gonna talk about those kids from that uh, one video probably not because there's a lot of like act i mean i love those kids but there's like very active bands right. that kind of need that push more and that no video offense. is pretty old they probably but, don't even play together anymore yeah, they're also like in their twenties now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were so cute in that video. <laughs> I know they're great though. I don't remember what they're called. Oh God! Imagine how old the the little girl from the uh, Juliet's first hardcore song is now. I know. I don't <laughs> She's wanna... probably like a fucking annoying teenager now. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. All right, Alex. What do you got? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. That is P T A K Jokes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And then listen to my other podcast, Pod Damn America. We'll talk about communism or whatever. And then. Uh, Some shit like that. And, uh, you, you know, listen to the radio play we did and, you know, listen to that. Yep. Um, yeah. And find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out my other show, Generation Loss. This week we watched um, A Repo Man with Chris Wade. And, uh, oh, yeah. I love if, Repo Man. It, it's. Pretty fun. It's a fun movie. I haven't seen it since high school, but it was pretty fun. Wade is a fun guest. Um, yeah, and if you haven't already, uh, I assume most of you have already, but check out Zerial. It's the radio play that we made. Uh, it's very fun. It it was hard to make, but we made it anyway, and uh, we're selling it. And you, you already heard the plug up top. Go check it out. Go now. We already no, raised we raised twenty two hundred dollars already. I'm fucking you. You guys rule. You're great. Yes. We're selling it for donations. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think yeah, the plug will just put it out the plug will have the already ended, yeah so the the plug will have already that. said what it is. Uh, but yeah, we've already raised twenty two hundred dollars. You guys fucking rule. Uh, and that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super. Super.